0: Welcome to the Extra Point Football Podcast. I'm your host, Theo Berry, and I'm so excited to have you here for week four. Sheesh. Week four of the NFL season. It's usually the point where it's a quarter of the way through, but, you know, 17 weeks. I mean, 17 games now. It's kind of crazy. You know? 17. What a week three. What a week three in the NFL season we had this week. Um, I think we learned a lot. I really think we learned a lot in week three. I think we're starting to divide up, you know, who's who. We're getting some surprises too. A lot of surprises. And we're going to dive into that. Because uh, I, w- I want to talk about the headlines of the NFL. Let's start with the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are a for real football team. They scored a big win in overtime against Miami. They're showing that they can win the close games. You know, a lot of people, they, they struggled with that last season. They couldn't win the close games. They're winning the close games now. And they're getting it done. Beat Miami. In Vegas, 31-28. They're the number one offense in the NFL. Number one. Most passing yards in the NFL. They're in the bottom half of the league in rushing. I do think they'll get better rushing. with Josh uh, Jacobs comes back, they will get better at rushing. I don't think anybody's overly concerned about that. You know. uh, They're the middle of the pack in defense. Middle of the pack. They get after the quarterback, though. Max Crosby, he's very good. He's having a Pro Bowl-level season right now. I mean, you, you can also say he's having a Defensive Player of the Year season so far. Um, but I, those rankings I, I try not to get involved in. Not, four, not three games through a season. But uh, the Raiders are for real. The Chiefs lose again. Whoa! I, I'm going to be honest with you. This is something I didn't see coming. I thought that the Chargers. Oof! I, I thought they went for a rude awakening. But instead, the Chiefs lose. Two interceptions by Patrick Mahomes. Fumbling by Clyde Edward Toler. It's the downfall. Justin Herbert goes 26 for 38, 284 yards, four touchdowns. Very good day. Mike Williams, seven receptions, 122 yards. The Chiefs have the 29th ranked defense in the NFL. That's just not gonna cut it. You're not winning the Super Bowl like that. When they won the Super Bowl, their defense was average. This defense is poor. Very below average. You're not winning with that. You're not. There's absolutely no way you're winning with that. I think they get it turned around. I think they have enough talent to turn it around. They do. I'm not counting the Chiefs out. And if you are, you're a fool. There's no way you should be counting the Chiefs out right now. The Chiefs will be fine. They'll find a the rhythm. They have Philadelphia this week. I like Philadelphia, but I would not want to be Philadelphia this week. I think the Eagles are going to, you know, what, what did Jalen Hurts, uh, Jalen Hurts say? You, you, you take a poop, you don't look at it, you just flush it. I think they're going to take another poop. And that poop is going to be some Kansas City barbecue because Kansas City, we're going to get in the game picks later. But man, I would not want to be the Eagles. Mike Tomlin says the Steelers won't be pushing the panic button. I think they should. I think they should. In my opinion, they should have tried to get a quarterback. I thought, you know, grab a guy who can come in in case you're struggling. Like a Jacoby Brissett, somebody who could have filled in for you, because Ben Roethlisberger looks old. He does, you know. And Steelers fan, listen to it. Let, listen, I follow Steelers fans on Twitter. They follow me, and I had a conversation with one on Sunday, and we went back, and he admits Ben Roethlisberger does not look good. He does not look good right now. They travel to Green Bay to play the Packers Sunday, uh, Sunday, four thirty. But they, they, and I, I, I wouldn't want to be the Steelers. You're throwing 58 times with Ben Roethlisberger. Najee Harris is your best receiver. The panic button should be getting slammed in Pittsburgh right now. I would not want to be Pittsburgh. I wouldn't, because it's not looking good for you. It is not looking good for you. And I want to talk about Washington football team. I believe they have an overrated defense. Well, the numbers show they're very overrated. And I'm sorry, uh, slight correction. Kansas City has the 30th ranked defense, not the 29th. 29th belongs to Jacksonville. But the 31st ranked defense is Washington. Everybody thought they would be the number one defense in the league this year. They're not. They're not. The number thirty-one. Will they get it together? Hopefully, down the line. But right now, they don't look good, and and it proves to me they need to invest in the quarterback. I don't I don't understand. I, I didn't I never understood the logic of Ryan Fitzpatrick being your guy. He's not the guy. He's not your guy. Should have invested in a quarterback. This was a very quarterback heavy draft. You could have traded up just a couple of picks and got Justin Fields. Matt Jones. You could have gotten a guy. Free agents. You could have went and got Cam Newton. He's out there. He's still out there. You just don't want to win. You just don't want to win. Let's go to the Barry Five. Five best teams in the NFL. Going into week four, number five, Baltimore. They they had a tight win at Detroit. Listen, Detroit has a lot of fight. They just haven't put a full game together. And I think they put their first full game together on Sunday. Now, this game would have been a blowout if Marquise Hollywood Brown didn't drop three touchdowns. Three touchdowns that turned, like, three touchdowns. That's 21 points. He dropped three of them. Baltimore is going to be just fine. They traveled to Denver this week. I think, well, you'll you'll hear what I think later in the show. Number four, the Browns. The Browns look good. Baker Mayfield looks very good, very talented. I like Baker Mayfield coming out of college. I liked him at Oklahoma. I didn't really. I liked him his rookie year. He looked very good his rookie year. But after that, I just didn't think everything fit him. But Kevin Stefanski has him playing very well. Very well. The Browns look good. OBJ is back. He's going to you know, get back into the flow of things. They're a good team. Number three, the Bucs. The Bucks will be fine. They lost to LA in LA. The Bucks will be fine. Let's start there. They got Richard Sherman now on the defense. I don't know how much that helps, but I still think Richard Sherman might be, might have a lot left in the tank. The Bucks will be fine. Let's start with that. The Bucks will be fine. Do not worry about the Bucks. Number two, the Bills. Uh, everybody loved the Bills, and then they lost Week One to Pittsburgh. I saw somebody tweet that the NFL should investigate how Pittsburgh beat Buffalo, but I just think that was Week One. They came out flat. No preseason. Like, a lot of people didn't play in the preseason. They just came out flat, and now they're showing what they can do. Emmanuel Sanders looks awesome in Buffalo's offense, by the way. Awesome. And number one of the Rams. They just they just beat the defending Super Bowl champions. I think they earned the number one spot in this power ranking. Will I think? Do I think they'll meet the Bucks again in the playoffs? Yes. Do I think it might be different? Maybe. Depends on the variables of that game. But the Rams, they look very solid. Very. Solid. And that's the Berry 5. We got a great show today. We got a great show. Clark Kent is here. He's going to be joining me. He's going to break down my game of the week, the Ravens at the Broncos. That's coming up next. Gazel Berry is here. <laughs> She's going to be picking the games. That's, that's my girl. She's going to be picking the games with me. I'm excited about that. That's going to be fun. Stay tuned, stay listening, and thanks for joining us. Hey, listeners, I'm back with Clark Kent, and we want to break down, in my opinion, the game of the week this week before between the, the Baltimore Ravens traveling out to Denver and playing the Denver uh, Broncos. And I'm here with Clark Kent, and how you doing, man?
1: I'm good,
0: brother. How about yourself? I'm well, man. Look, this is going to be a good game. It, it, it really is. Now, the, the main headline is these are two of the most injured teams in the NFL. You know, you got uh, K.J. Hamler blew out his ACL. Uh, wide receiver Jerry Judy, cornerback Ronald Dar- uh, Darby. You got Bradley Chubb, Joseph Jewell. They're all on injured, res- uh, injured reserves. Then you got guards Graham Glaslow and uh, Dalton O'Risner. They're both hurt. And their statuses are up in the air. Um, and then you have Baltimore. You know, they're getting a little healthier. We don't know if Bateman or Boykin will be playing yet. Um, but uh, again, still 13 players on the IR. So this is just a battle of two injury riddled teams, but both of them have good records. Uh, what do you see as the storyline for this game?
1: The storyline of this game will be the Broncos' defense. Versus the Ravens'
0: offense. Yeah. And that defense looks good in Denver. I mean, they've always had a good defense. And Vic Fangio, he was one heck of a coordinator in Chicago. And, you know, that defense, they get after the quarterback, they cause pressure, and they got some great corners with Sertan um, and and, and, uh, and their corners and, and then safeties as well to, to get some picks. Yeah. Um, and yeah. right now, one of the Ravens, what's not one of their strengths is, you know, pass protection. Um. So, how do you see that playing out?
1: Well, that's actually one of my keys to the game for the Ravens. You know, you have to limit your offensive turnovers. You got to keep the pocket clean for Lamar to work. Because the Broncos have ten sacks through week three, you have to be effective in. The, you have to be effective in the run game, and you have to get consistent pressure on Teddy Bridgewater and force him into mistakes.
0: And that's the, Ravens, the the formula to win the game. Now, the thing about Teddy Bridgewater, as you just said, he doesn't make mistakes. That that's one thing that he rarely does. He's what he's the old fashioned game manager that he's going to make sure he can move the, methodically, move the ball down the field. He's not going to hit you over the top with big plays or anything like that. But one thing he's not going to do is turn the ball over. Now, much has been said about Denver, and you know their opponents this season are combined zero and nine, and they're three and zero. So you're looking at it and you're like, you know, you got an undefeated team who really hasn't played anyone, Uh, you know, Giants, Jaguars, Jets. Uh, And then you got Baltimore, who's been in three very close games uh, against the Raiders on Monday Night Football, where they lost, which the Raiders are now undefeated. Um, The Kansas City Chiefs, uh, even though they just lost back to back, they're still going to be one of the top teams in the AFC and the Lions, which the Lions have shown this season they're a gritty team. Um, So do you think those three big wins by the Broncos or those three close games by the Ravens, which one outweighs the other? Which one do you think is more valuable?
1: The three close wins by the Ravens because the Ravens are more Mm battle-tested than the Broncos. The the Broncos, like you said, they haven't faced any – stiff competition, anybody to play up to their level. Mm-hmm. Now they about to face a Ravens team that is battle tested. Right. Somebody that can play up to their level.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and so and, and as a, a Raven, a guy who watches Ravens very often, what have you seen from Lamar Jackson that has elevated his game to the next level this season to where you can you can be confident going against a top defense like Denver and say, you know, we're not too concerned about it.
1: His his spiral has gotten better every week. I don't know I forgot who he worked with in the offseason because Lamar has said in the press conference, but whoever he worked with, his spiral has been more on point than ever. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we all know that in the Lions game, Marquise Brown dropped three passes that could have put the game out of reach. Yeah. Yeah. Marquise dropped three sammy dropped one so you're talking about that's 28 points that you left off the board mm-hmm. those are tds that could have put the game way out of reach right but i will get i will tip my hat to the detroit Lions because the old saying goes from bill parcells you are what your record says you are mm-hmm. but they didn't play like they were a 0 2 team no. at that time no they they bought their a game
0: and even the first half against Green Bay um, the Detroit Lions put up a good fight in the second half of uh, the week one opener they were getting blown up by San Francisco and only lost by eight they're a fighting team so you know I when you look at games like that you know people said trap game any yeah and, and that's when you will consider because the Lions are uh, prideful and, and they are fighting team um, but uh in and, and the Ravens' game plan against Denver, do you, do you see it more as, you know, last week Detroit stacked the box against Baltimore, forcing them to throw, because it was open. Everything was open down the field. It was just, you know, the drops that, that they had. Um, and I'm looking at it, and, you know, the Ravens didn't put a practice squad protection on Le'Veon Bell. So what that signals to me he'll probably be playing this Sunday. Um Right. Do you see this as a game where a stab try to establish the run? It's going to be hard to do against Denver's front seven. But do you try to establish the run um, and to open up that passing, um, or do you say, "Look, they stack the box again, air it out."
1: I'm going to say that you have to find some way to establish the run because your run your running game sets up your pass game, right. and without a run game them corners are not going to respect you, not going to respect your receiver, mm-hmm. So you're not going to get that one-on-one coverage down the field. Now, if you establish the run game, you make those safeties creep up, mm-hmm. which gives you one-on-one coverage on both sides yeah. because everybody knows that Sammy can go get it, Hollywood can go get it, and, you still, and if they have covered, you got Mark Andrews in the middle.
0: And, and what you're seeing so, now is, is that Lamar can hit it. It's not just that yeah. they can go get it. He can hit them, and the ball looks yeah. very well coming out of his, his hands. Now, I want to flip it over to Denver's side because if Denver mm-hmm. wants to win this football game, I, in my opinion, I think they need to run the ball well um, and, and take I, – I think they're going to go down early. But one mm-hmm. thing Baltimore has not shown this season is that they can play four quarters of defense. Yeah, uh,
1: so yeah, because, it, it, yeah, because in the, yeah, in the third quarter, in the third quarter, and my wife pointed this out. In the third quarter, the defense goes to sleep. Yep.
0: Yep. And and, it, and, and I, you know, I wouldn't even say they go to go to sleep so much. I think the other team makes the halftime adjustments, and Baltimore does not. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They just say we're going to come out and do the same thing we did in the first half. And other teams are just like that. Yeah. That's not going to work.
1: Right. That's what it boils down to. Like, I had tweeted, I think, right before halftime of the Raiders game, I said, your first offensive possession of the second half will be your telltale possession because that will let me know that you made the halftime adjustments or you didn't. So when the Ravens went three and out on their first I remember possession of the that, yep. half, I was like, I told you. Yeah,
0: and that's how it goes. And and so Denver's formula to win this game. Just hang around, you know, um, and start wearing them out. And what you saw last week was DeAndre Swift getting catches out the backfield. I think you'll see that this week um, as well with Melvin yeah. Gordon and those guys down there and the rookie coming out the backfield. They'll get some passes out the backfield, set up some screens, because um, th- there's something about the Ravens defense and blitzing, and get some screens out. And if you run those things well, I think they'll give Baltimore a lot of challenges uh, in this football game. What do you think uh, defensively for Baltimore and offensively for Denver?
1: Offensively for Denver. And that was one of my keys to the game for, for Denver, that you attack the depleted Ravens defense with a combination of play action and running back wide receiver screens. Mm-hmm. because. When you get players in space, the Ravens linebackers have struggled in that area terribly. It's, like it's actually, Patrick, like 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 Patrick Queen, yeah, played terrible last. He
0: week. did, he did. He he played terrible last week, and in my opinion, he played terrible week two um, against the against the Chiefs uh, for two years in a row. And the because because you hit on it. The, the linebackers played very poorly in open space. And so now you hear today in Baltimore that they're going over tackling, drills. Yeah, <laughs> up practice. Yeah. The tackling has been so poor. Yeah. Um, and, and, it's, and, you know, I, I don't understand what it is. I, it's a little bit all around the league a little bit too, though. You see bad tackling because it's not like how it used to be. Like when me and you were coming up, it you're hitting. You're doing 2 of days You know, you out there, you're hitting in practice. They're not doing that now. So uh, I, I don't know. Maybe that's it—that you really don't tackle much in the off season anymore. Um, right. So come game time, there, there is no, there is no, is the no lack of tackling. But they got to clean that up. Uh, Baltimore's defense. Uh, now Denver. Yeah. They they get to the outside. Um, I will say, watch it in the red zone. Watch the quarterback keepers with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, again, oh, yeah. remember that play, the first play actually. Uh, well, not first play. I think it was the first third down in Vegas with Marcus Mariota, with the the read option, and he took it 30-something yards. Now, you'll see right. something like that in Denver's game plan. I think you'll see one or two read options um, out of Denver. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, but I, I want to hear your I'm question sure. for with your score as well. Tell the key, the big storyline that everybody's going to be talking about from this game.
1: Oh, man. My score prediction is the Ravens went a tight one in mile high, 35-34.
0: Oh, wow. That's that's too tight for my liking. They they like hard, hard you know, sixty six yard field goals. This is gonna. I hope it doesn't come down.
1: That listen, listen, listen. When you watch the Ravens play, you gotta have a defibrillator. Yep. You gotta have anxiety anxiety meds and blood pressure meds when you watch them play yep, on Sunday. You do.
0: And and <laughs> so how how do you see? So obviously there's gonna be an offensive explosion. Do you see something that has surprised me? You know, what, what do you see in this game?
1: I just see, I see two teams just pretty much going back and forth down the field. Um, I could see it coming down to a uh, Justin Tucker kick to at the buzzer to win the game. My 66 yards this time, nah, 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 nah. This would be a really good game,
0: and I, I don't understand why CBS didn't send Tony Romo and Jim Nance uh, to this game. Um, but I, I I don't I don't get that at all, but this is gonna be a really they, good game.
1: They could have gave us Gus Johnson and the key to leave for all I think. Oh, I
0: would've key to leave on this game. that exactly. hilarious. But uh, but um so you got Baltimore winning 35-34. 35-34. Um, yep. any any big time headlines you think we're gonna talk about?
1: Um we're gonna talk about Lamar having a three hundred plus yard game. We're going to talk about Hollywood redeeming himself mm-hmm. and, and catching TDs. We're going to talk about the run game just running amok over that number two ranked Broncos defense, which, by the way, they're only allowing 59.3 rushing yards per game. Ooh.
0: And you think Baltimore yeah. runs the ball on them?
1: Yeah, and they could do that or they could pass on them because the Broncos... Defense is only allowing 162.3 yards passing yards per game. Again, a
0: lot of that is skewed because you're playing the Jets, who, you know, they're the Jets. Then you're playing the Giants, and they're the Giants. And then you got Jacksonville. I mean, so you're not really playing. I I think this is a game we'll see who Denver really is, you know, if, if, if they fight really hard in this game. Again, both teams are decimated with injuries. I, I believe the Broncos injuries are more significant to Baltimore. So if you just take a step back and look at it, you know, Jerry Judy out, KJ Hamler out, you know, two guards out, you know, uh, uh, Bradley Chubb out, you know, I, I just think, you know, we're going to see exactly who Denver is this game. Um, I do have Baltimore winning as well. Um, I had Baltimore winning 27-21 um, in Denver. I think it's going to be a really good game. I really do. I believe the defense oh, yeah. comes with a stop at the end of the game. I, I believe this is how the game ends, um, with the defense making a stop in the red zone, stopping uh, Teddy Bridgewater from getting points on the board. But, mm, okay, Clark, I appreciate you joining me. Everybody, if you're listening, go on Twitter right now, follow him at Sports Craze85. Uh, he's the guy. Uh, I'm telling you, you'll get some good uh, insight from him. No matter what, uh, he's a Ravens fan, but no matter what team you uh, follow, uh, uh, go go give this guy a follow on Twitter. He does follow back as well. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you, man.
1: No problem, brother. You'll be back
0: soon. I appreciate it. All
1: right, man. Hey, listeners, welcome back. Um, this is a really
0: cool part because I get to do game picks today with the lovely Yazel Berry. Hi! and she, She's not going to give any explanation to her pick, so she's not going to cover the spreads or anything like that like we do some of our other weeks. Um, this one, I, I just want to see how well she does uh, picking <laughs> these games. Who knows? She watches football with me, and actually knows football very well so and i pay attention you know when i feel like it when she feels like it it, she pays great attention uh but listen i'm still going to give my reasoning and everything behind it um and if you're picking games this week and and you base it off of anything that i say i will try to give as good a reasoning behind it as possible that way you know you don't lose all your money because of me thursday night football we got jacksonville traveling to cincinnati Now, I have Cincinnati in this game. Cincinnati looks very good. They're 2-1 starting the season off. They just beat the Steelers uh, this past Sunday in week three. Jacksonville is 0-3. They're struggling. Um, I don't think they pick up the win here. I do think it'll actually be a pretty good game and a pretty close game. Um, But I do have Cincinnati winning at home. How about you? I don't have that game
1: on my lineup. You didn't tell me
0: that one. Top one. You
1: said Thursday.
0: Yeah, i go with the same thing. The Bengals, I think they're going to win. Yeah. Yeah, and then Tennessee at New York Jets. Um, Tennessee wins this game by a wide margin. Um, I don't know what the spread is. I I don't have any of the spreads um, this week, but whatever the spread is, I think Tennessee will cover it. Um, I think they win by a a wide margin um, on this game. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going with Tennessee. Tennessee, too. It's
1: going to be a blowout. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Kansas City at Philadelphia. I I think Philadelphia puts another dumpster fire on the field. Kansas City goes into Philadelphia wins. I think this Kansas City team is very angry. and They're dangerous when they're angry. Um, What you're seeing this year, though, and and what you haven't seen in past years, Patrick Mahomes throws a lot of those passes that, that should be intercepted. They get dropped. This year, they're being caught. Like I, I, don't, I don't know why people aren't realizing that, and, and they're saying, oh, my God, this is uncharacteristic. It's really not. His interceptions are just usually dropped. Um, but Kansas City goes into Philadelphia, and I think Kansas City wins by 10 points. I definitely go with Kansas City. Philadelphia has not really done anything to, make, to impress me. Okay. Carolina at Dallas. This is a sneaky game for game of the week. Now, Carolina going into Jerry's world, I have Dallas winning this game. I think Dallas plays good football. Dallas is a sneaky top-ten team in the league this season. Um, Dak Prescott looks very good, very comfortable back in the pocket. Um, The way he carved up that Eagles defense. Carolina's defense is very stout up front, so I do think they get some pressure on Dak Prescott. But I just trust Dak Prescott more than I'll trust Sam Darnold. What do you got? I am going against you, this one. I think the Panthers got it cool uh the Giants at the Saints I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because the Giants they're not good so I think the Saints win that one and I think the Saints win by I will say uh two touchdowns at least Saints as well yeah definitely Cleveland at Minnesota I think this is going to be a very good game um I have Cleveland winning it. I think Cleveland, again, we did the Barry Five earlier in the show. Cleveland is my number four ranked team in the league. Cleveland is a very good football team. These two teams, they they play similar. They have similar styles. They need to run the football. They base their uh, throws off of play action. Both of their quarterbacks are very competent in the right systems. Um, But I just think Cleveland's defense is better, so I go Cleveland. Cleveland for me also. Detroit at Chicago. Um, I like Justin Fields. Let me start with that. I like Justin Fields in Chicago. I, but again, Matt Nagy is the coach. I just don't like Matt Nagy. I don't trust Matt Nagy. Um, Detroit has so much fight in them that I'm going with Detroit. Uh, they fight very hard. They play very hard in their games. I think Detroit gets their first one of the season. Yeah, I definitely
1: think the Lions, yeah.
0: Oh, cool. Houston at Buffalo. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one as well. David Mills is not impressive as a quarterback. Josh Allen goes uh, is home, and I think they win by um, at least 17 that game. It's going to be a lot of blowouts this week in my opinion, but Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo. I don't really know much about either one team, but I'm going to go Buffalo. Indianapolis at Miami. I'm going Miami here. The Colts have been... I, I actually tweeted this yesterday. The Colts, the Seahawks, um, and the Steelers have been the biggest disappointments to me this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're going to disappoint me again. And I think they're going to lose to the Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett actually looked very good, very comfortable in Vegas last week. They just couldn't pull off the win. I got Miami at home. Miami. Yep. Washington at Atlanta. I think Washington pulls it off just because they have a slightly better roster than Atlanta. It's not that I think Washington is good or anything like that. We talked about it earlier in the show. The defense is a bunch of pretenders. They don't play very well. Um, We thought that would be the number one ranked defense in the league uh, coming into the season. And they're ranked 31. So uh, I just I think it's going to be very high scoring. I don't know what the, the betting line is, but I will go with the over. I think it's going to be very high scoring, but I think Washington squeaks that out. I went with Atlanta. I think they're at home, and I think they're going to do something a little bit better than what we've seen in the other season, in the other uh, games. She's about to say the other episodes. <laughs> uh, San Francisco at Seattle. Um, I think Seattle bounces back from their Sunday night football loss to Green Bay. San Francisco had a shot to win that game, they did, uh, but they're home. Um, Seattle's coming in. Again, I don't ever want to give up on Russell Wilson because he's just a fantastic quarterback. But the team around him, their defense is very bad. Their defense is ranked 32 in the league. So, I mean, the defense is not very good. Uh, I got San Francisco winning that game. Yeah, I went with the 49ers as well. Yeah, Arizona at the Rams. This is going to be a really good game. I'm going to be flipping between the Ravens game and this game. Um, Very often because uh, both of these teams are really good. Both of these teams are undefeated. Um, Both of these teams have great offenses, but I'm going to go with the team that has the better defense and I'm going with the Rams at home. Um, I like Kyler Murray. Uh, I think he's top three in MVP right now. Um, It's Derek Carr, him and Matt Stafford. But I just trust Matt Stafford in this game. But I trust the Rams' defense a lot more than I trust the, the Arizona Cardinals' defense. What do you think? I'm going to go with the Rams also. I feel like they're at home. They're comfortable. And I don't think that, that's, that they're willing to lose this week at home. And it's a division rival. That's going to be a really good game. Yeah. That, that'll be a sneaky game of the week. Pittsburgh at Green Bay. Yeah. Um, I would not be surprised if Pittsburgh got this win because this is just the type of game that Pittsburgh wins. Aaron Rodgers sometimes has those sloppy games, and I said it on the first episode of this podcast. If there's a sloppy game, Pittsburgh will win it. Pittsburgh—they—they're not winning shootouts. They're not winning finesses. They're playing sloppy football, and if it's a sloppy game, I got Pittsburgh. But. Um, this Sunday I don't I don't it wouldn't surprise me if Pittsburgh won it, but I have Green Bay winning it by three points. What do you think? I think Green Bay also. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. over analysis, right? Yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs>
0: Baltimore going into Denver. I think this is the game of the week. We broke it down last segment with Clark Kent. I'm 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 very much on the Ravens bandwagon here. I got the Ravens winning this game 27-21. I think Lamar Jackson has a very good day. I think he rushes a lot better than he throws in this game. Um, Denver, everything is just faster. And I think he'll be faster in Denver. Um, I, I, think, I think Baltimore wins that game. What do you think? i went Baltimore also. I just feel like with our last win being on a high, I just think, I, I think they're going to do, do well. Good. Uh, Sunday Night Football, this is an interesting game um tampa bay going into new england you know again tom brady won six Super Bowls with new england his first time going back into new england you know and you feel the animosity between bill belichick and tom brady you know um how big bill belichick didn't even you know see tom brady face to face at the end so there's a lot of storylines going into it and they're building up like a big soap opera um this is my upset of the week. I have, I'm joking, there's no upset. I have Tampa Bay beating New England um, by at least 10. Uh, I just don't think New England can keep up with Tampa Bay's offense. New England's defense is very good, but I think they, they'll they break a little bit. And I, I just don't think they'll stop Tom Brady, Gronkowski. I, I have Gronkowski scoring twice, um, Tom Brady doing a QB sneak. Um, this is going to be a big game for Tom Brady. And I think he's going to show up and he's going to show out. What do you think? Uh, what with the Patriots? Upset. What with the Patriots? <laughs> what with the Patriots? Now, the Patriots have a rookie quarterback. You think they're still going to pull that off with a rookie quarterback? I think Tom Brady is old and really very washed up. Um, and I guess uh, this is just the female talking. I mean, hey, yeah. let's give a rookie quarterback a chance. Okay. So, you got Vegas going to L.A., to play the Chargers. This is really weird. I've never seen. So the Chargers and the Rams play in the same stadium. And they're both home this weekend. Now, that game is Monday night. So I guess they'll move everything around for that game. Um, I have the Chargers in this game. Now, this is an upset. Um, because I believe the Chargers offensively can keep up with um, Vegas. And I think their pass rush is going to get after Derek Carr, going to force him into some mistakes. I just like Justin Herbert in this game. I think Justin Herbert plays one heck of a game, and I have the Chargers winning this game thirty to twenty-seven on a last-second kick. What do you think? Oh wow, I want the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, same, simple, it very simple. simple. Raiders stay undefeated. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me, lovely. I appreciate you joining me. Um, we'll see how she picked this week. If she picked well, she will be back. Oh, Lord. Uh, of course, <laughs> um, and thank you for listening. I appreciate you listening to the Extra Point Football Podcast. I'm your host, Theo Berry. We've had Clark Kent. Yazel Berry has been here with us today. Um, Next week's episode will be just that good as well. Um, Get ready for kickoff. We'll see you next week.